It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist and host of Dishing Up Nutrition. Dish, Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and also life-changing nutrition counseling. Our co-host today is Carolyn Hudson, who has had many years of experience as a licensed and registered dietitian. She teaches several of our Nutrition for Weight Loss classes at a variety of business locations, I think you did that yesterday, oh, didn't you? Yep, yep. Actually, it was just, I, I think, on Wednesday. But, okay, yeah. Wednesday. All right. <laughs> the days slide by. That's true. And in the office, she helps individual clients, clients meet their health goals. And, you know, when she's not working at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, she is a wonderful caregiver to her father. Because of Carolyn's extensive experience, she has a really a good grasp on how to guide clients to make better food choices. You know, these choices are often life-changing. So, Carolyn, it is so nice to work with someone who understands how difficult it can be for clients to make food changes. You know, we know some people just, they get the information, they make the change. Yeah, but others, not so much, right? (laughs) And you really break it down so it's doable for every client. That's an art. Oh, thank you, Dar. That's a wonderful compliment. <laughs> yes, you know, I do think that one of my biggest assets as a dietitian is really being able to understand that most people need to take those baby steps, really, really small steps when they're trying to change a habit, an eating habit. Exactly. Those seem to be one of the hardest, you know. Oh, yes, to change, they are. You know, and let me ask the listeners, you know, do you have an eating habit that you want to change? Oh, I bet everybody's raised their hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, perhaps you want to stop drinking pop or soda because maybe you ache all over, but you're not really sure how to do it successfully. You know, that one pop keeps sneaking in, it seems like, for people. Yeah, yeah. I I run into that all the time Mm -hmm. in my individual counseling as well as in the classes. So I suggest switching to iced tea. It's cold. It has flavor. So, you know, tea is sometimes an easy change for soda. Maybe you could even substitute green mango tea. My favorite. Oh, yeah. Green mango iced tea. Yeah. For soda. You know, it's cold. It's got a wonderful flavor. And did you know that green tea has been listed as a cancer preventative while chemicals and sugar in that soda you're drinking encourage cancer growth? So if you have that daily six can habit. And we know people do. Yes. uh Uh-huh. Of Coke or Mountain Dew. You are practicing some really risky behavior. So if you have a problem with constipation or diarrhea, yes, we're saying those words, this is a show for you. You know, if you have a child or a grandchild with constipation or diarrhea, this is the show for you. And I think, Carolyn, you you actually were going to share a story. Yes. 
it was just just the other day I was talking to a friend. I was telling him that I was going to be on the show and we're going to be talking about constipation and diarrhea. And he told me kind of a frightening story. His son, he was in sixth grade, had been throwing up and losing weight and in awful pain. And the doctors could not figure out what was wrong with him. This went on for weeks. Wow. Mm-hmm. He finally ended up down at the U and they did an upper GI and, mm-hmm. oh, wow, they discovered he was constipated. He was totally blocked up. That poor child had no way of knowing that that was what was wrong with him. Right. And I think that happens to a lot of, you know, I think, you know, a, a lot, we have a lot of parents listening that may have a child or adult with special needs. And I know from working with those those children before is they struggle with constipation and diarrhea. So... This really is the show for you, for all of you listeners that may have this issue. Yes, and we are so lucky today to have Dr. Kristen Struble joining us by phone from Phoenix, Arizona today. So we welcome your questions about constipation or diarrhea. You can call us at 651-641-1071. Dr. Struble is a practicing pediatrician and author of a fun book called how to be a poop detective. Welcome. Yeah, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, Dr. Struble. I bet kids love reading your book because, you know, kids love to talk about poop and tooting. And honestly, that put a picture into my brain, a bunch of little boys giggling about this topic until they personally experience constipation or diarrhea. And then suddenly it's no one is giggling, are they? <laughs> They're in pain. <laughs> Welcome to yeah. you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm really delighted to, to be on. Thank you. Great. Well, Dr. Strubo, what inspired you to write a book which helps kids understand that their poop comes from what they eat and so does their toots? <laughs> <laughs> Well, as you said, kids do really find it to be a fun topic. Um, and it is a funny topic. It's funny because, you know, most people are not super comfortable about talking, um, you know, talking about poop. But, boy, does it really um, help give me insight as a doctor about what's going on in their body. Um, what really inspired me is the story you just spoke about. I, I can't tell you the number of patients who end up in the emergency room. Parents' first thought is, my gosh, my kid's having severe belly pain. They're vomiting. They must have appendicitis. Mm-hmm. And then they end up going into the ER, having tons of studies. And then they end up with a $5,000 bill to be told that their kid is full of poop. Wow. And I really, my goal, ultimate goal is to really help encourage families to talk about, I mean, it's kind of gross, but making certain that, you know, that, that their child's poop is, normal because oftentimes once a kid goes into the bathroom and is potty trained, parents don't know if they have an issue. And quite frankly, kids don't know what normal is. So my inspiration was really to try to help those families um, make certain that they're, they, they know what's going on in there because if there is an issue, as you all know, being dietitians, there's just simple things that you can do to change a, a child's tummy, to change their intestinal tract and to really help their body be healthy because healthy poop means a healthy body for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, so. definitely. You know, I think since we have you on today as our expert, um, I think we want to kind of have people think, um, 
if they are really ever struggling with constipation and or if they have a toddler and that toddler is struggling with constipation um what what do we really do um you know we often know that it's it's painful it's even scary um and it's fairly common isn't it dr struble oh Yes, I guess that's the big, 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 no pun intended reason I, I wrote the book because it comes up probably in every well check I see and more often times than not in every sick visit I see because um, one of the most common reasons to come to the doctor for a sick visit is abdominal pain, chronic belly pain, mommy, my tummy hurts. And then well checks, a lot of times, um, you know, we always ask about bowel movements and the ask. You know, are they going every day? Oh, yes, doctor, they they are. But, you know, they complain about belly aches. And so then I use my book as a tool and I, you know, draw out the shapes and ask the child to identify which, which one is theirs. And it, does, it never ceases to amaze me. You find out they have little pellets or they have, uh-huh. you know, baseball poops. And, and so anyways, the, the real cause of this is, is diet. And the number one trigger is dairy, number one trigger. And so... My biggest, um, you know, education, nutrition education is my passion. I really try to um, help parents learn what, what moderation is with regard to dairy. Um, I personally don't recommend cow's milk. I don't think kids should be drinking it. I think they should drink water. Um, and they instinctually know how much water they need to drink, but it's very important that they really just drink water. They don't need cow's milk for their bones. And then cheese and yogurt, they can have a little bit, but if they're constipated, they definitely need to limit it and, you know, make certain that, um, you know, all the while they're making sure that their poop comes out easy, it shoots out like the book talks about, that it's soft, that it's, it, um, it's, it's shape is like, a, you know, a log and that it, it sinks and, and all those five characteristics I talk about in the book. So, um, so anyways. In a nutshell, really, really watch what is going into the body and try to figure out what is causing the issue. And again, the number one trigger is dairy. So with that, I just have families, you know, I encourage them to try taking the the what they think that the, the um, causes out, what is triggering it, which oftentimes mm-hmm. is the dairy out for about six weeks, and all the while increasing good fiber products and drinking a ton of water, and then seeing what happens. And I. I it's very rare that they don't find their kids' tummy aches go away and their, their, you know, their stools become perfect and, and, you know, they just feel better. Um, and most adults will actually tell you they try it and they feel better too. So I'm not saying they can't have any, but right. I'm just my message is it's, it's not what it's cracked up to be. It's not, it's not the food that you need for protein or calcium or um, all the things it's advertised to be. So, so Dr. Struble, we have to take a little break here, but stay with us. Stay with us, yeah. Well, you're okay. listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Today, we're pleased to have pediatrician Dr. Kristen Struble join us today via phone from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, we're discussing the causes and solutions for both uh, constipation and diarrhea. And both of these, constipation and diarrhea, are common problems for adults common problems for young children, and very common problems for children with special needs. I encourage you to stay tuned for some real simple solutions that might be life solutions. If you have questions, give us a call at 651-641-1071. 
Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Here are a few questions for you for our listeners today. Did you notice how advertisers were trying to get you off your healthy eating plan this month? You know, we had February, so they were trying to get you. Um, I think you probably noticed that all the chocolates that were advertised to tempt you, of course, they were heart-shaped. And since they were in the shape of a heart, they must be healthy. Well, maybe, maybe not. Or did you notice all the bakery advertising, bakeries advertising heart-shaped cookies and cupcakes decorated with trans fats in high fructose corn syrup? Some of the trans fats were soybean oil, and that was a refined oil. Corn oil were some of the refined oils. Then there were those heart-shaped suckers with a high fructose corn syrup and bad fats to tempt your kids. You know, as parents, it's difficult to keep your kids and even yourself sometimes away from those foods that the marketers have tried to entice us to eat. And, you know, as nutritionists and dietitians, we really understand how challenging it can be during these special holidays to stay with a healthy plan. Yeah, You have to be thinking all the time. You do. Mm -hmm. And you have to be prepared. (laughs) So we know that this issue about constipation is difficult, not just for kids, but for an adult to figure out and deal with. So just imagine how a child feels when they try to go to the bathroom and it's painful and it just won't come out. So today, Dar and Dr. Struble and I are going to try to give you some real practical, concrete suggestions to help solve that issue. So, Dar, what are some of your thoughts on well, this? Well, I mean, I think Dr. Struble has talked about we need to drink water. And really, kids need to drink water. So how do you go about getting them to drink water? And, you know, I don't know. We're kind of wired to like to have something that tastes sweet. So one of the tricks that I do sometimes to get my grandchildren to drink more water or other children that are visiting is to take water and dilute it with just a little bit of juice. Maybe, you know, if you've got a cup of water, maybe put a fourth of a cup of juice in there. There's still that sweet taste, but suddenly they like it better. And it's interesting, if you put it in a cute little bottle that Uh they can hold on to, they like to drink it then. Mm, Their favorite sippy cup. (laughs) Yes. Or, you know, maybe it's got an animal on it or something that is is something that is going to entice them to carry that water bottle around and drink out of it. And then they're getting more water into their system. And, you know, you, people keep thinking, well, how much water does my kid need? Not a couple of sips here and there. No, no, they need a lot more than that. You know, I, you know it's kind of like they need about uh, four, eight, uh, four cups of water a day. Or, you know, depending on how much they weigh and how old they are and how big they are and all those things. But if you take kind of like you were mentioning, maybe just take their weight and divide it in two. And so half of their weight in ounces every day, that probably would be about the right amount. And, you know, I know from my experience working with children with special needs, for some reason, They really like sweet things better than they do plain things. And so you really have to be kind of, uh, you have to have the tricks of the trade to get them to drink enough water 
so that they don't have constipation as one thing. Right. Well, I, you know, Dar, I think that's a great trick. So diluting juice or really you're just putting a little bit of juice in water, right? Just to give it that little teeny sugar content that will be more appealing to them. So, I mean, we know that that a lot of parents give their children full strength juice. We know that's not good for them. So, or, or worse yet, they even give them soda. Right. Um, so it really surprises me when I, when I talk to parents and I try to get them, you know, please give your children uh, water. You know, if you have to put a strawberry in it for that little bit of sweetness, that's, that's okay. Um, or even a straw. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's these little tricks yeah. that make a difference. Yeah. And I know, Dr. Strubel, when you're seeing clients, you don't have time to go through all those little tricks with, you know, with appearance. But that's our job, to help people do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So sure. what are some Definitely. other things, Carolyn, that we, you know, you, that we should really talk about a little bit here? Well, you know, I, I'll go back a little bit to that cheese and crackers. Mm-hmm. You know, that seems to be a real easy snack for mm-hmm. parents or grandparents to give uh, children. But we do know that that can lead to constipation. And, you know, I know that, uh, Dar, I know you've probably seen this a lot of times, that whole bread and pasta thing. Yes, definitely. Um, I think, you know, that's, that's the other thing is, you know, you talked about cheese and yogurt and milk. I think, Dr. Strubel, you talked about that milk is probably not the drink of choice. Do you want to expound on that just a little bit? Because I think that's new information for a lot of listeners. Well, and of course you have to talk to your own pediatrician, but um, milk has been promoted as you know a necessity from um, the time a child turns one year of age. And there are definitely a lot of practitioners out there that still promote that, but there are a lot of them out there that definitely don't feel that's the case. Um, I mean, to be frank, that cow's milk is meant to make a, a calf grow to 400 pounds, and it's not intended for, really, for human consumption. But we've been taught that it's a necessity, and it's really, it's just not good for us. Um, if you process it and, you know, make it into cheese and yogurt, it's easier to digest. But in its whole form, it definitely, I mean, I see a lot of, of kids who have, you know, especially at a year when they start consuming it, they start getting constipated. They mm-hmm. start having eczema. They start having more allergies and ear infections. The body really does talk to us. I mean, it, it gives us an idea of, of, of what's going on, and our gut health really is kind of the epicenter of what is going on in the, you know, the rest of our body. So if we're having constipation, diarrhea, bloating, gas, a lot of times we're seeing that reflected in the other organ systems. Do we have sinus infections? Are we getting ear infections? Do we have eczema? Do we have a lot of the signs our body's really shouting at us saying, you know what, something's going in and it's upsetting the colon and it's upsetting the intestinal tract and it's really just leading to poor health. So, you know, I think one of I the interesting interesting things is that 70% of the whole world's population cannot mm-hmm. really digest dairy products. And that's Correct. an awful lot of people. So when really, we think about, really you know, we only have maybe 30% of the population that is okay with dairy products. 
And it's it's sort of amazing. I think one of the things maybe we should talk a little bit more about is um, yogurt mm-hmm. as far as, you know, because I think people think in terms of yogurt as being something mm-hmm. that's got a lot of sugar in it right. or artificial right. sweeteners. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and we as nutritionists and probably you as a pediatrician, when you think yogurt, you think plain yogurt, full fat yogurt, um, yep. without, without fr- sweeteners and, uh, you know, high right. fructose corn syrup and all those things. Mm-hmm. But that's right. not what kids are eating. That isn't what kids no. are eating. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's kind of like the, uh, it's kind of like the water to them if they were to eat that. They don't, they want the sweet. And yes. Fortunately, the sweet is really is, is definitely not so good. The gogurts and the all the the marketed brilliant marketed um, brilliantly marketed products out there just really aren't that good. You know that sugar is just feeding the the gut in a bad way. So, and, but it's you know the probiotic industry. I definitely think probiotics are good, but I do too. Not from not from uh, not from uh, a, a really sugary yogurt drink. Um, or you know, so many of these kids are drinking them. They're drinkable yogurts because they're mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. fast. And then, you know, getting a spoon out to eat it, goodness sake. No. Right. But, uh, no, no, but I'm not, I, I definitely think, you know, if they want it as a treat, it's okay. But I don't, I don't think yogurt in general, unless it's plain, like you said, and it's full fat and, and you, you sweeten it with a little honey and put some fresh fruit in there. That's right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if we could get all of our clients eating plain, <laughs> uh, full-fat yogurt, I mean, some of it, some cases it's even hard to find that. It you is. Know? Yes, it is. So you've got to kind of really look through that uh, um, area in the um, that whole big yogurt case <laughs> in, well, in the grocery store. Thing. Cheeses too aren't all the same. You know, there are some cheeses that are easier to digest. The the cheese sticks, those are not. Those are definitely a big cause of constipation, as you said. They, uh, you know, they're easy snacks. Yeah. But you know, the harder cheeses, um, the cheddars, you know, even the Swiss don't seem to be as hard on the gut. They're, they're the body digests them easier. But the the mac and cheeses, the, the you right. know, a lot of the, the common fast, quick foods are definitely constipating. Definitely. So, unfortunately, we got to take another break here okay. already. But I think when we come back from that, Dr. Struble, let's let's talk a little bit more about cheese because that's a new area for people. They don't know that, you know, because cheese sticks, like you said, are so easy, but yeah. they're so constipating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you okay. are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You might be asking yourself, how can I tell if my child or I am constipated? Here are some physical body signs of constipation. Number one, bowel movements that are hard, dry, and difficult to pass. Number two, pain while having a bowel movement. And number three, blood on the surface of a hard stool. None of those sound like fun. No, not at all. So if you have questions for pediatrician Dr. Kristen Struble, just give us a call at 651-641-1071. At the end of a busy day, it can be tough to get motivated to get out the door for another obligation. And once you're cozy at home, who wants to go back out? But you still want to work on ways to feel better, and nutritional weight and wellness can make that easier. Right now, there are popular Balanced Foods for Balanced Moods classes available online, so you can balance your time, too. 
This class shows you how to use real food to reduce negative moods, increase energy, improve memory, and manage stress. And did I mention it's delicious? Get the same breakthrough coursework taught by the experts at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, but from your home and on your schedule. Learn how to feel better with the Balanced Foods for Balanced Moods class and do it in your slippers and sweatpants. Sign up today. Go to weightandwellness.com and register in a snap. It's online learning from Nutritional Weight and Wellness that helps you balance your time, too. Go to weightandwellness.com. What are you waiting for? Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I have a question for you. Have you heard the ads on TV that say you can eat anything you want and still lose weight? Well, I know that is not true for sure. Not for weight loss. You can eat real protein, real fat, real vegetables and fruits and lose weight. But not just anything. You know, we work with and have great success with veteran dieters. You know, listeners, if you're a veteran dieter, you know you can't eat brownies and have weight loss. Unless, of course, those terrible cardboard tasting brownies that some weight loss companies sell to their clients. Yeah, they because they don't really get eaten. (laughs) (laughs) And as veteran dieters, you also know you can't lose weight eating chips every day. That's for sure. Unless, of course, they're fried in oils that have you running to the bathroom. And I think maybe those are off the market. I'm not sure. I, I think they are, yeah. You know, our weight nutrition for weight loss plan helps you lose weight and restore your health. It's not a quick fix. It's not a fad plan. Well, but it will put you on a lifelong path of good health. And it's practical and easy to follow. You know, it's you're not on a starvation plan. No, and that's what our clients love. They're mm-hmm. not hungry, and they get rid of those cravings. So. And they get to eat real fat. They get to eat real fat. But not bad fat. <laughs> Butter. <laughs> so before the break, we were talking about cheese. Mm-hmm. So let's go into a little more detail about that. You know, well, yeah. I'll just say one thing before we move on. Yeah. But, um, you know, I worked for... But the dairy farmers here in the state of Minnesota for okay. for many years, and I learned a lot about dairy products. We do know that the harder cheeses, and I think Dr. Struble, you were kind of referring to this earlier, the harder cheeses have very little lactose in them. And so I think that's the reason most of them are much easier to digest in many cases. Mm-hmm. But we still don't want to give children a lot of cheese at any one time. But how about, Carolyn, how about these, um, you know, the cheese sticks? They're so easy. And you see that all the time, parents giving cheese sticks. And I, when I see it, I think constipation. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it does constipate, oh, you know, a lot of children. And in the story I told earlier, the father told me that it was cheese that was doing okay. it. And so they did have to monitor how much the child was eating. And I think that's the other thing. You know, we we tend to think, oh, it's a healthy food, so two, three cheese sticks are okay. And that's probably not. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a good source of protein for that child. So, Carolyn, another question. You know, I think we had a caller that was asking about a snack. Snack. Oh, yeah. Let's do a dairy snack. Okay. Well, for me, I like one of my kids and even my dad loves this one. How about some strawberries and whipped cream? Dip the strawberries in the whipped cream. Or even, you know, do frozen strawberries and whip it all together. 
Okay, so that's a good. Right. And you know, if you use real whipped cream, heavy cream, that's got perfect fat in it, and it's easy yeah. to digest. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so. people, people are still scared of fats. Yes, they yeah, are. No, and they and should even be. for kids. Even for kids, yeah, mm-hmm. no, no, they mm-hmm. they need that fat. And Doctor Struble, yeah. maybe address that because I think we have so many parents that are afraid of giving mm-hmm. their kids fat. What's your take on that? Well, there's so many mixed messages, right? At a year when you're told your child needs milk, it's because of the fat. Mm-hmm. Fat, they need the fat for the brain, but it, it it's the quality of the fat. And and so, I mean, fat is good. Avocados are great. That that's great fat. That helps to fill them up you know, in a good way, not mm-hmm. just fill them up with, you know, with a, a protein or a, a fat that's not good for them. So, I mean, nuts, um, obviously, for the older kids that you won't choke on them, nuts are a great source of fat. Um, I love that you talk about, you know, whipped cream because it's really, it, it actually, you know, that, that is not terrible fat. Um, it, it's much better than, um, than a lot of other um, dairy sources. So, um, and you mentioned the, the lactose. Lactose is really hard for many of us to digest, but it's really the protein in the dairy that's the hardest. And I love your all cookbook because one of the things you do talk about is that, that component of the, of the dairy that is tough to digest, the casings. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it is, I love that you're dispelling the fat rumor because we need fat to help us feel full. It's always and, nice to have a doctor that dispels it though (laughs) (laughs) yes oh we run into so many clients who come in and say but my doctor but you know Mm -hmm. my uh my friends and what i hear i shouldn't eat any fat fat's bad for you but you know when i think about doing great things i mean i i wish you were in phoenix i i actually send patients to you all the time i love that you have your online Oh, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You're just so different. You're so unique in how you 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 approach nutrition and and dieting. I wouldn't even call it dieting. It's just lifestyle modification. And the foods you talk, they're good. They taste good. It's we don't need to lose taste when we eat, right, ladies? Exactly. Yes. I think that you're just. I I just commend you so much for what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Many times, but you know, I think that one of the things when I think in terms of like that good fat, and this is one of the things that I always try to tell my clients, that you have to hydrate hydrate your tissues with both yeah. water, but you also have to hydrate them with good fat. So if you think about your intestinal tract being lots of cells and lots of tissue, all that has to be hydrated with good fat and good water so that you can avoid that constipation. So it's taking it kind of to another level of, how those fats really work for people. but Well, and the good carbohydrate, too. Hydrate right. carbs are, are a big source of hydration, and if they're, they're complex carbohydrates, that's actually good. Our body has to break that down, but if they're simple carbohydrates like sugar and, and you know, those are those just trigger inflammation, and they're not hydrating. So Yeah, and that word carbohydrate... You know, that one kind of throws a lot of people people out there. So to us, when we're talking about a really good carbohydrate, we're talking about vegetables, green vegetables, mm-hmm. broccoli, you know, or cauliflower, asparagus, green beans, all of those great sources of fiber. And you get to put butter on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and there should be, it tastes great. Well, you know, I have a great story about a carbohydrate that's not so good is that I have a little 
white dog, little poodle mix, Bouchon, kind of a little dog. And we don't really have bread and rolls at my house unless it's like Thanksgiving and then I might buy a few. But otherwise, we don't have any. And she's really never had had anything like a piece of bread or a roll. But somebody brought me a salad and it had a a roll with it. And I just set it aside and my little Bella decided that she would like to eat that. And Uh she did. And I didn't realize it. And a couple of days later, Bella was so constipated that she was just struggling and crying and whimpering because she couldn't get it through. And that was the first time that that had ever happened in three years that I've had her because that's not what she eats. She eats vegetables and Organic meat <laughs> and organic dog food. She sounds and a little she, spoiled, dog. Yeah, she, but awesome. she's healthy. And yes. um, but we don't. And but because of my experience working with kids with special needs, I think. Oh, what do you think of a Down syndrome child or a child with autism going through that struggle with digestive issues? It's sad. Oh, and yeah. they they are picky eaters. I mm-hmm. I understand that. Parents need a lot of help and support to get them past that pick being picky eaters and into eating some vegetables. You know, one of my tricks is to take watermelon pieces of watermelon, put them on a toothpick. I mean, or you know, I have kids put um, black olives on their fingers. Oh, that's a good one. Cute. I like that. that you know, you have to be you have to be creative mm-hmm. to get some mm-hmm. kids into healthy eating. You know, even cherry tomatoes. I mean, they taste good on a toothpick. They're even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I can't believe it, but we are um, ready for our third break. We're going to need a longer show, Doctor <laughs> yeah. Stool. Yeah. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Carolyn Hudson, licensed dietitian. And I'm here with Darlene Kavitz, licensed nutritionist, and our special guest, Dr. Kristen Struble, pediatrician and author of a very popular children's book, How to Be a Poop Detective. And we're discussing the causes and solutions for constipation and diarrhea. So, Dr. Struble, as you know, we have listeners from all over the world, many even in Phoenix, Arizona, where you see your patients. So, if our listeners want to reach you, what is the best way for them to contact you? Um, so they can also just go to my website, which is um, com, and there's lots of information there as well as okay. um Hey, thank you. That's probably the easiest one. Sure. (laughs) All right. All right. We'll be back in just a minute. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, the week of March 6th, we will be starting several Nutrition for Weight Loss classes in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. If you sign up for this 12-week series, here are some things that you can expect. Yeah, you will lose weight. Some people lose four pounds. Some people lose 24 to 30 pounds. It's different for each person. But everyone reports that they feel better. They have fewer aches and pains. They are have better moods and their clothes fit better. So here's a question for you. Can you accomplish all your life goals in 12 weeks? Well, of course not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Losing weight is a very complex issue and a problem. Let's face it. There are no quick fixes in life. In weight loss, quick fixes have a way of putting more weight on our bodies. Christy from North Oaks has lost 40 pounds after taking 
the Nutrition for Weight Loss series twice. Yet the most important news is that this is the very first time in her life that her sugar cravings are gone. Oh, that is so wonderful. It is. I love it when I hear that from my clients. <laughs> so to sign up, call 651-699-3438 today. Um, we want it to be the best fit for you, the best time, the best location. And we talk price. We have nothing to hide. So we'll answer all and any of your questions. So we're back to our discussion on constipation and diarrhea, mostly on constipation today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Dar, I, I really like to suggest to parents and all our listeners out there, another tip, breakfast is a great time to be giving them fruit, mm-hmm. but not just any fruit, right? I mean, mm-hmm. some fruits, there's fruits and then there's fruits. So like blueberries, strawberries, raspberries. They're great choices for releasing constipation, but bananas are definitely not a good choice, especially if you're constipated. So I tell parents over and over that bananas are constipated, so don't feed them to your children if they're constipated. However, if they have diarrhea, that might be a good fruit to give them. Mm -hmm. We'll firm Mm -hmm. up their stool a bit. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, other things like, you know, apples. Yeah, apples. Let's talk about people are not aware that apples are constipated. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. I I think a lot of my clients, even adults, say, oh, I had no idea that apples are constipating. Mm -hmm. But oranges and grapefruit, cantaloupe, honeydew melon, they all relieve constipation. So, Dr. Struble, let's talk a little bit. You, You started talking a little bit about bread and pasta and the gluten products. Uh, do you feel comfortable talking a little bit more about that uh, as far as how that could uh, either give people diarrhea or it could be constipating for some people? Well, absolutely. Um, so a lot of us tolerate um, gluten just fine. Yes. Um, um, but even if we tolerate it, it it's still something that, that obviously we should should limit. Um there are people who have a disease known as, uh, commonly known as celiac disease. It's a, it's much more more readily diagnosed nowadays. Mm-hmm. Those kids will actually present with chronic constipation. So, if you have a child who's chronically constipated and you try to modify their diet and they're still constipated, it's definitely something we will test for. Alternatively, a lot of those kids will present with chronic diarrhea. So, um, so. To summarize, again, you know, gluten isn't an absolute enemy. We just have to pay attention to, um, again, what are kids saying? Does their stomach hurt? Does their poop look okay? If it, it is, if they do have stomach aches, if their poop is off, then they might even want to try eliminating gluten or really limiting it and see what happens. Again, our body will talk to us, our, you know, the bloating, abdominal pain, constipation, or alternatively diarrhea, those are all signals. You know, so just doing an elimination diet sometimes helps to, to helps you to be a detective and to detect what food is triggering that. And it's very it could be it could be gluten. So, you know, one of the things that I hear from a lot of parents is that their child, uh, you know, maybe they hit first or second grade and suddenly they don't want to go to school because their tummy is hurting all the time uh-huh. and immediately they say it's the stress. It's mm-hmm. the stress of going to school. 
And I bet you take a different look of, of the, about that, and I know we do. Definitely, definitely. Um, the, because oftentimes, you know, they're, they have tummy aches and they're stressed. They don't want to have to go to, to – they don't want to have to feel that they have to go poop at school or they have tummy aches because they do have constipation or, you know, generally speaking, some of them are stressed. But you definitely have to look at the whole picture and that's where, you know, going to see a practitioner comes in. They, they'll, they'll dive into all that and, you know, decide if it, if it is just truly stress um, or if there's something going on, you know, in their GI tract. If they're, or if there's, you know, just getting a really good history helps to, to pinpoint exactly what's going on. Well, I think a lot of times what they're, being, what they're eating at home is mm-hmm. cereal and milk. Yes. And then yes. by the time they get to school, they have gas pains and... And yeah. they have constipation, and they feel miserable, yeah. and they're not stressed, <laughs> but their <Right>. body is. <laughs> well, and you, but you said it best. A lot of your your patients, your clients that um, do follow your protocol, when you when you feel good because you're eating well, your mental health definitely is, is better. Your your gut makes neurotransmitters or the chemicals. In, that, that help your brain feel better. And if your your gut's off, you're not going to feel as good. If you're heavier, if you're, you know, your body's achy, that, that's just so impactful. So I love that, that that's a focus of yours as well. You know, you definitely, all disease does begin in the gut. So You know, my dad used to say that, and I used to think, oh, my heavens, what do you know? But he knew so much that I didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm well, saying the same thing, and you're saying the same yeah. thing. That's kind yeah. of neat. Hippocrates said that, so I can't take credit for it. Hippocrates That's right. is the father of modern medicine, and he really was very, very amazingly fortuitous in the sense that, you know, I think we're all trying to come back to that very simple concept. You yes. know, that yes. with a healthy gut, we're, we're healthy, you know. So yeah. th- thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank I you. I think people learned a lot, and that's our goal. So thank you again. Everyone, have a great day. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.